Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you, Lord God, that I believe that you've already sowed seeds, Lord God, into your people here. And that today all we do, Lord God, is just... um, Come through, Lord God, and and confirm what you've already spoken to us about. I pray your Holy Spirit would confirm in us, Lord God, what it is that's being spoken about today. I thank your Holy Spirit is here with us. I thank you, Lord God, that you have made promises to us, promises that we can ask you for and hold you to. And we ask you today, Lord God, that you'd speak to us and help us to bear fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Very good. I have something. Youth goes out as well. Hello, youth. You as well go out. See you guys. Thank you for that. Girl. All right. So the topic for the month is the grind, um, which I, I think is a great topic um, because I think you'd all agree that whether or not you believe in God, we know what it is to live in the grind. You know, the grind is not necessarily terrible things going on in our world. Sometimes it can just be the mundane of life. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And again, like I said, it doesn't mean that necessarily bad things are happening, but life can be a grind. And so I just think it's a really awesome subject because it touches all of us. And so we're talking about this this month. And today I'm talking about being intentional. Um. Who knows there's a difference between having intentions and being intentional. I have intentions to go to the gym all the time and yet I never go because I hate it. Um, so, but I have intentions to do it, I really do. But I never get there because I'm not intentional about it. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about being intentional as far as it goes with, um, with our faith. All right, so in regards to grind, I, I looked up what it um, meant in the dictionary. It's... It, um, you guys have an idea what it means, obviously, but let me just read these couple of things. It says, grind is to reduce something to small particles or powder by crushing it. Wow, sounds fun. Okay, the synonyms are crush, pound, pulverize, mill, powder, granulate, grate, minced, shred, crumble, mash, smash, press, fragment. Wow. And yet all of us agree that we live our lives at times like that. That's not good. That is not what God desires for us. That is not what Jesus had in mind when he said that I, give, I come to give life and to give it more abundantly and to give it to the full. We know that that's not what, where God wants us to be. So if we all agree that that's not where God wants us to be, what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about how God moves us out of that. Um, and so what that might look like is it might be bored, dry, Lost, lonely, hopeless, directionless, purposeless, purposeless, purpleness. You could be purple. Purposeless, no joy, depressed or sick. You know, they're just some of the things that being in the grind can look like. Wouldn't it be great to think that we could choose to live above the grind? That if we're intentional, the grind could make us, not break us. Isn't that God's intention? Because I can tell you now, whether or not you believe in God, you will have the grind of life. But it is God's intention that it will make you and not break you. 
And we're going to talk about how, how we do that. Firstly, obviously, with the subject being intentional, that's where we're going to start. The grind makes us feel like we have no options. You know what I mean? I mean, if we're bored, dry, lost, lonely, hopeless, directionless, purposelessness, it, it makes you feel like you have no options. This is my life. This is where I'm at. Now, if Christianity does nothing else, it gives us options. It does a lot more than that, as you know, but it gives us options. It gives us options. It gives us opportunities to live above the grind. Otherwise, how can Jesus say that he came to give us an abundant life if this is just the way it is? If your current situation is just the way it is, well, then how can Jesus promise something different? But what he does do is he set up an intentional, um, what can I say, Um, relational way in which you can live above the grind. And it's in regards to his kingdom. Jesus talks a lot in parables. And there was many times where people where he'd speak in parables deliberately and people just didn't get it. And Jesus said that I speak in parables so that those that are intentional to understand what it means will get it. Those who are deliberate, those who are called by my Father, that they would live in a kingdom that's not like this world, that doesn't look like this world. You can, you, you can put a lotto ticket in down at the, down at the um, news agency and win a million dollars and do nothing to earn it. That's not the way the kingdom of God works. The kingdom of God is intentional. The kingdom of God is first knowledge, understanding, which is un- knowledge is understanding, and then application. You don't bear fruit accidentally in the kingdom of God. We're talking today about being intentional. We're talking about how we can lift our eyes above the grind. How the grind can make us and not break us. Who's keen for that in their world? Well, if you are, we all agreed at the beginning that we, we, we get in the grind. We all agreed at the beginning that Jesus doesn't want us in the grind. And then if he does, he wants, us to make, wants it to make us and not break us. And now what I, I'm not telling you to agree with me here, but what I am saying is that I believe that unless you're intentional, you won't get through it. Because the kingdom of God is intentional and in, in having intentions, understanding, wisdom, but the application of that. So today we're going to talk about being intentional in the many areas that, 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 um, that we need to. Now we could talk about lots of things. We could talk about your calendar. We could talk about your health being intentional around your health. We could talk about organisational skills, being intentional around that. We could talk about you being intentional with saving money. All these things are good. All these things are great, but none of them are foundational. You can have those things and still be in the grind. What we're going to talk about today is foundational for breakthrough. Foundational for bearing much fruit. Foundational for the abundant life that Jesus talks about. So there are some things that if you don't do, it doesn't matter what else you do, it just won't work. You'll survive, but you will not thrive. Isn't that what this world does? It survives, and some survive better than others. But who's thriving? Who wants to thrive? Who wants to live above the grind? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. So God is very intentional. He set up a kingdom very intentionally. And um, what we're going to talk about now is some of his principles. 
Um, so what we've got is two parts to what I believe is a foundational principle. Now, I'm not saying that there's not other areas. I'm not saying there's not other things. I'm here to talk about two parts of what I believe is a foundational principle of God's kingdom. Okay. So firstly, if you could, just turn to Isaiah 55. And we're going to talk about what God's intention is. So this is God's intention. Isaiah 55, verse 10. It says, The rain and the snow came down from heaven, and it stays on the ground. Sorry, the rain and the snow comes down from heaven and stays on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It will be the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all that I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. And you will have joy and peace. That's God's intention for his word. It said, just like the rain comes down and does its bit, and we know all too well what happens if we don't get rain. Well, then God says, just like that, my word goes out and it does the same thing. And it always bears fruit. God's word always bears fruit. And if you're like me and we're honest... We know that's just not true. Even if you just have a look at the last bit, it says you will have peace. How many of us here live in complete peace all the time? Now, it's not to say that we don't ever have peace and it's not to say that God's word doesn't ever bear fruit. But I think you know and I think we know that it doesn't always bear fruit. I've preached to people and talked to people about God before and walked away and they've not been not changed. You know, we've prayed for people and things haven't happened and, and you, you, you know what I'm getting at. And we know that the principle behind this is that there's nothing wrong with God's word. It's not as if God's mistaken and, and, and I'm right. It's not that. There's another principle at work here and it's what Jesus spoke about and it's the principle of the soil. You remember that, you remember that parable where, where Jesus said, well, there's four types of soil. There's one that's hard and as soon as the seed, which we just spoke about, hits the ground, the birds come and they eat it. And before it even gets a chance to go anywhere, it's gone. The seed's gone. And then there's another soil type and it's the rocky soil type. And that seed, which is God's word, falls into that ground. But that soil is no good either because it's rocky and it's got no substance. So that seed just can't take root. And then there's a third soil type and it's the thorny soil type. And it shoots up and it looks like it's going to bear fruit. But then worry, fear, doubt the um, deceitfulness of wealth and those types of things crowd out and kill any good fruit. Nothing wrong with God's seed. It's all about the soil. And then there's the last soil type, which you know well, and it's the soil type that enables the seed to go deep in and protect the seed while it germinates and then it bears much fruit, 10, 50 and 100 fold. So when God talks about his intention for his word to always bear fruit, we are the common denominator. How we prepare our heart for God's word makes all the difference. God has made his intention very clear that you will bear much fruit because his seed is powerful, his word is true, all he needs is your cooperation, the soil of your heart. So that's what I'd call a foundational principle to what we're going to talk about. And there's, there's two parts to it. Alrighty. 
So God has made a way for us to live above the ground, the grind. Okay, first part is salvation. Now, if we're talking about options, remember at the beginning we said that um, sometimes when you're in a grind, you just don't feel like you have options. Now, you've always got options as a Christian. The Bible talks about taking your thoughts captive. So whatever comes into your mind, you have a, uh, the Bible, Jesus talks about taking it captive, making sure that it lines up with what he says. That's a choice. That there is a choice. So there's always choices. So remember, we have options. And with these options, we have a choice. Um, and the first choice, which, which is the first part I want to, want to talk about now, we talked about the foundation, which is God's seed and our soil type. And now we're going to talk about how we apply it. Now, the first choice and the first option is around salvation. Now, what I want to do to, exp- to talk about this and explain this is, is we all start here in death. This is foundational. You know those really, really good people that just don't believe in God and they haven't committed their life to God, but they're so good. And you think, oh, do you really need God? Because they're such good people. Well, it doesn't matter if you're a good person or not. We are born, the Bible says, of course, if you don't believe the Bible, don't believe me. But if you do believe the Bible, this is what it says. It says we're all born into death. It says that by, by no means have we done anything wrong at that stage. It's just our nature is a sin nature. We will gravitate to sin before we have Christ in our lives and we are born into death. Um, let me read you a scripture just so that I can back it up. It says that Ephesians 2 says, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander and the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit that is in work in the hearts of those who refuse God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. The Bible says that at this stage we're blind, we're dead. Okay, so this is death. Then what happens is that we have an option, a choice, and it's called salvation. When 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 you're told the word of God, the Bible says that you have the option to believe it. And Jesus, if you will... Um, have a look at this scripture. This scripture is in um, John chapter 5, verse 24. It says, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message, first you've got to know it, first you've got to have the knowledge, and believe it, then you've got to apply it. In God that has sent me, let me start again. I tell you the truth, that those who listen to my message and believe it, and believe in God who sent me, have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed over from death into life. So for you to go from this place, you have to know that there is an option. I'm telling you today there is an option. You guys know there is an option. And that option is life. And life is becoming a Christian. The Bible talks about being born again. Now, you have to make this choice to bear fruit for God in his kingdom. You can't bear fruit in the kingdom of God when you're in death. Dead people don't bear fruit. Dead trees don't bear fruit. Dead things don't grow. You have to be alive in the spirit. At the beginning of time when God set up Adam and Eve and in the garden, he said, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because if you do, you will surely die. And yet they didn't die. They died spiritually. They didn't die in their body. So I'm not talking about something you can physically see with your eyes. When we become born again, we become spiritually born again. We can bear fruit. 
It's like God enables our soil type to be fertile, to be able to receive from him, to be able to bear much fruit, to have an abundant life. You can't do that when you're dead. We're talking about things that the world can't offer us. That's why what we're talking about is so precious. That's why people don't understand it because it's not of this world. But if we're not intentional around it, we, even though we believe in God, which I'll talk about in a sec, we won't bear fruit either. But this is the first principle. This is the first step. And it's saying yes to Jesus Christ. And this is what the Bible talks about salvation being. We need to listen. We need to believe. And when we're saved, we have the unique opportunity to be able to see things spiritually. Not general spirituality. Godly spirituality. Holy Spirit. Father God. Jesus Christ spirituality. The person who breathed breath into us from the beginning actually brings us alive in God. Now, there is another place, and it's the in-between stage. Now, this is really dangerous because we can go from death. And once we've said, Jesus says, if you confess that I am king and you confess it with your mouth, sorry, if you confess it with your mouth, you will be saved. So it's kind of like, take it in, get the knowledge, decide you agree with it, speak it out, you will be saved. That's what the Bible says. And, and, and we've all done that, I hope. And if you haven't, we're going to give you an opportunity later on to come into salvation. Then there's this other place that we can live, and it's this in-between place. Now, it's a place where the Bible talks about being lukewarm. Now, why does I want to talk about this just quickly is because this is an option as well. Now, this is a really dangerous place because um, the Bible says, well, gee, sorry, God says, if you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. You are no good to me. You are neither hot nor cold. You cannot expect, the Bible also talks about, that you can, expect, can never expect to receive anything from God if you're double-minded. Now, this place is kind of like um, divorcing yourself from God, if you will. Now, you, I suppose maybe that's a little bit um, hard to, to get because I don't think anybody would consider themselves divorced from God, but you can live divorced. You can live separated. The problem is you can't unknow God. You can divorce something, but you can't unmarry it. You've always, you're always married. You've always been married. I can't unknow Natalie. I, I've always been married to, marry, to Natalie for 20 years. And we will never be divorced, but should we ever, um, should that ever happen, that would be a terrible thing to think. But even if I got divorced, I can't be unmarried. I was always married for 20 years. You can't unmarry God. Do you know God? People here don't know God. People here are saved, know God. What's a dangerous place to live here is here where you know God but you're not using his power, where you're not, you're not bearing fruit, where you're not asking of him, where you're not seeking him, where you're not um, expecting to bear fruit, where you're living in the grind and just going through the paces as though you were mere humans, but you aren't. You have the fullness of the Godhead who dwells inside of you. The Bible says, the fullness of the Godhead. It says, the, the Bible says that the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit have found a place in us and that his power would work through us. Now, remember, we all live in places beyond, below where we want to go. But what we're talking about today is how we live above the grind, how we live in that place that Jesus promised, that abundant life. You cannot achieve it in death. You absolutely can achieve it in life, 
even though you know God, it won't help you if you're in the middle here, which is the middle ground, lukewarm. But there is another stage for people who do love God and do intend for God's best and do desire God's best. And that's where I think we find ourselves. So you're not here. You're not in death. You've crossed over from death into life. And we're not living here because why would you want to live here? Why would I want to be separated from Natalie? Why would I want to say yes and then do no? We wouldn't live here. But there is something else going on here. We're talking about being intentional. We're talking about the grind. Even though we love God, even though we've crossed over from life, from death into life, there's something else going on here. Us well-intentioned Christians. And we'll talk about that now. Okay. Now, the second part, the first part, we said, well, the foundation was um, God's seed coming into a fertile heart. That's the foundation. I want to tell you, you can never bear fruit unless you have a seed in the ground. If you have a takeaway from today, let that be it. You cannot bear fruit unless you have a seed in the ground. If a farmer wants a wheat crop, he has to sow wheat. And that soil that he's sowing into has to be fertile. That is a principle of God. Now, he said that we are the soil type and he has the seed. It's our job to protect the soil. It's his job, his, his job to give us the seed. But unless you have those two ingredients, Christian, believer in God, standing here, full of good intentions, unless you have that, you will not ever have a harvest. That is the principle of God. Your soil, his seed, bears fruit. How does that work? Let's have a look. There's two things going on here. We've crossed over from death into life. We wouldn't live here because that would be stupid. But even when we live here, there's a grind and it's hard and why? And I'm not saying that we'll ever not have issues and not have a grind in our life, but how can we live above it? How can we live in the abundance of Jesus Christ that he mentions? He promised it. So can it happen or can it not? We're going to talk about it. And that is this, the flesh and the spirit. Let's have a look. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, it says this, For the one who sows, his, sows to his own flesh will from his flesh reap corruption. But from the one who sows to his spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. We talked about choices. We talked about being intentional. When you're a well-intentioned, born-again Christian, you still have a choice whether or not you're going to live to the spirit or you're going to live to the flesh. And it says that if you sow to the spirit, you will reap the spirit. If you sow to the flesh, you will reap destruction. You will reap decay. Walking in the flesh doesn't actually mean that we're out and out sinners. Sometimes, although that can, sometimes just walking in the flesh can just mean that you're just going by your own senses as though you didn't have the Spirit of God inside of you. What do you think? What do you feel? What do you know? Is that what you're relying on? Because if it is, that's walking in the flesh. This is why God says, do not lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. 
what we have, the option that we have here, we're talking about being intentional. The option we have here is, God, what do you think? What do you say? What should I do? That is, that is what living in the Spirit's like. You know, we've been, if you've been a Christian long enough, you, you've seen all the freaky things that we think living in the Spirit is, but do you know what it is? God, what do you say? This is how I feel. How do you feel about it? God, this is what I think. What do you think about it? One will reap destruction and one will reap life. One allows God to sow his seed further into our world so that we can grow a harvest. And one just pretends it's kind of like living like we don't have the Spirit of God. And again, it doesn't mean that you're intentionally sinning. It just means that you're living like you don't have the fullness of the Godhead inside you. And, I, and we're all guilty of it. So walking in the flesh just means to live to your senses. Walking in the Spirit means to live by what God says, His Word, despite our senses. Doesn't the Bible say that we don't walk by, um, by sight, but in faith in the Word of God? That's what it means. It says we don't walk by what we see and what we feel. We can't do that because we change. Every day we're changing. We're changing our mind and new fads and fashions come along. What's eternal? God's Word. God's Word is foundational. And if you apply God's Word to your life, you will be eternal. Okay. Worry leads us. Fear holds us. Doubt binds us. Hope guides us. Trust moves us and faith keeps us. It's a choice. But we need to be intentional about what we think. Let's have a look at some of the scriptures as we close in regards to the Spirit. Remember, the first choice. We all start here in death. You didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. It's just the way it goes. The Bible talks about you're born into corruption. Then you cross over into life when you say yes to Jesus Christ. First, you need to know that that's a possibility. Then you need to agree that it's a possibility you want to accept. Hopefully, most of us are here. Nobody's going to be here because that would just be silly. That would be like living with somebody but not just not doing everything to, to love them and, uh, and to be the best for them and then to be the best for you. This here is, is just as good as not knowing God in the first place. Cross over into life. But now that we're in life... If we call the salvation the first choice, this place where we're well-intentioned, God-believing Christians, let's call this the constant choice. If we're talking about being intentional, we have the first choice of salvation. The second choice, even though we're saved, we're going to heaven, we love God, there's a constant choice needing to be made. The first choice is a constant choice, and that is whether we're going to live by so to the Spirit or where we're going to sow to the flesh. Let's have a look at what it means to sow to the Spirit. John 6, 63 says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The, fresh, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are life. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Sorry. Jesus has given us a hint here. The words Jesus has spoken to you are spirit and they are life. If we accept them and we receive them, we too will have life. Because that's the principle of God, that you sow what he says into your world and because he said it, you bear fruit. 
living in the flesh is kind of like when we just do life as though God didn't exist. It doesn't mean we don't believe in him. It's just we living below what he would have for us. None of us can live a life that God would intend on our own. It'll always be because Jesus said it and we believed it. You know what I mean? There's an amazing part to this though. It says that the farmer goes to sleep and he gets up and he goes to sleep and he gets up and he goes to sleep and he gets up and the, the seed starts to sprout up and he doesn't even know how it's happening. There's a principle in the Word of God and it's that if you prepare the soil of your heart and you get God's Word in there, Jesus said it here, it is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I've spoken to you are spirit and they are life. If you get that into you, you'll go to sleep and you'll get up and you'll go to sleep and you'll get up and you'll go to sleep and you'll get up and things will go on in your world that are for the better and you won't even know how it's happening. That's actually what the Word says. It says that the farmer gets up and he's just, he just trusts that the seed he put in there is going to grow. We're talking about bearing much fruit. We're talking about not being pulverized into the ground by this world. Now, whether or not it's that strong and you're being pulverized or whether or not it's just a, a depression or whether it's a anxiety or whether it's a distance or whether it's a loneliness or whether it's a brokenness or whether it's an unforgiveness or whatever might the lack might be in our world, God is our answer. And we will bear much fruit if we confess Him with our mouth and then decide that we're going to believe what He says. Listen to this. In Romans chapter 8, verse 2, it says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Jesus, Christ Jesus, has set you free from the law of sin and death. In Romans 8, 6 to 13, it says, um, I don't think I'll go that far actually, 6 to 7, it says, For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not able to do so. And those who are of the flesh cannot please God. We please God when we believe Him. If there's a takeaway from today, if you believe God, I'm going I'm to finish here. You will bear much fruit. If you believe, if you know it, Getting the word in, prepare your heart, keep your heart soft. Don't be hard. Don't be, don't be unforgiving. Don't be unkind. Trust that God, when He says He can do something, that He can do it. You are walking in the Spirit. When you feel contrary to what God's word says and you decide, no, God, I'm going to do what you say, you are walking in the Spirit. When you feel depressed, and I'm not saying that this isn't a big thing, and I'm not saying these things are easy. That's why we're talking about being intentional. Roses don't grow naturally in your garden. What grows naturally in your garden? Weeds. If you want a good garden, you're going to intentionally weed it. I didn't say it was easy. I said, but, but, but what I did say is that if we're intentional, we will bear much fruit you will overcome depression you will overcome sadness you will overcome loneliness you will overcome those things that whatever it might be that's growing you in the world he's made many promises promise point us to a better future 
whatever your life looks like today is not what your life needs to look like. But you can't do it the way the world does it. We have to do it the way God has intended. His Word in our hearts. If, we, if He says it, we believe it, we will bear much fruit. In Jesus' name. All right, let's pray. Father God, we just thank You, Father, for Your intentionality around how we can live above the grind. Lord God, I, this is not easy, but Father God, You made a promise. And if You say it, we believe. If You don't say it, let's not worry about it. But Lord, if You say it, we believe it. I pray Your Holy Spirit would be here today, Lord God. One or two takeaways. That Father God, people would go away from this place changed. Father God, that when their thought, when thoughts come in their mind that are contrary to your word, Lord God, that you, they would know to take it captive and then bring it into the obedience of Christ. That, Lord God, seed would grow up and bear fruit in their world, Lord God, for their families, for their futures, for their finances, Lord God, for every single thing in their world. That we would go to bed and get up and go to bed and get up, Lord, and then what would happen is that we would start to bear much fruit. Not because of what we have done, but because we have cooperated with what you have said. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus, there is a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to northwestchurch.com.au. And thanks again for listening.